0: Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 12 of the After Sunday Discussion. This is pretty exciting. It's been a while since we've done an After Sunday Discussion. I believe the last time we did it was at the end of April. So we've gone virtually the whole month of May without doing an After Sunday Discussion. And this is going to be the first podcast that goes up in the month of June. So first and foremost, very sorry. <laughs> we have not recorded an After Sunday discussion within the month of May. We're hopefully going to be able to get more of these out here in the near future. May was crazy, though. May was insane. It was
1: in, it was absolutely... There was something every weekend, it felt like.
0: Every weekend. There was something insane. going on. I was just bombarded by finishing up a class and then starting a new class. It was ridiculous.
1: Yeah, and then, like, work for me was crazy. And just everything that goes along with family and just dealing with stuff, it's just... It's tough. Yeah, it was tough. Yeah, the month of May virtually just (laughs) disappeared. (laughs) Mother's
0: Day, just holidays, things going on, life being busy, people graduating, things going on. It's just it's a it's it's literally mayhem, right? Mayhem Mm -hmm. for a really bad joke there. So (laughs) (laughs) I got Josh to laugh. Terrible. I had to point (laughs) out it was a joke first, but but I got him laughing. I'm not a comedian, everybody. So like
1: like for example, like we're recording this the week. (laughs) The week of Memorial Day. Yeah. So like Memorial Day has already happened.
0: Right. This is a Thursday. Memorial Day was on a Monday.
1: Right. And I know for me, so we had something going on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Two things happened on Sunday. I was with you until like 1.30 in the morning on Sunday. Yeah, that was
0: a blast. <laughs> We're gonna talk about that here in a minute after we talk about your
1: ridiculous workplace. <laughs> and then and then Monday Like you had family stuff, Mm -hmm. and then I went and did the Murph workout, which was ridiculous. My hands still hate me for that. But then, did you do all of it? Were you able to do the whole thing? I did the whole thing. It took me for it took me an hour and fifteen minutes, but I did it with a twenty pound vest. Wow, that's good though, man. That's a tough workout. It's a very tough workout. But uh, and then got straight home, cleaned showered and then you your wife and a bunch of people came over to our house yeah that was great it was a great people time people didn't leave until 9 p.m it was, was insanity. not us. <laughs> no it was not you but okay, Cody's maybe, daughter got to meet meet a meet a dog yeah, which is was, my dog I, I which was which gonna was,
0: say <laughs> that that was maybe maybe some of the highlight of the day was watching my 16 month old daughter interact with a full-grown German Shepherd and she wasn't Terrified of it to the point of where she was screaming and crying every time she saw it. Just she's kind of you know still learning how to walk. She's very stable. She's good walking, Um but she's still in that Most toddler phase, toddling to back like... and forth. <laughs> and watching a full-grown German Shepherd just go up to her, like very nice, very kindly. Wanted to go up and just just be by her. She's just full-blown, straight to the ground, fetal position
1: <laughs> every time he came the close. It was fetal position. It was. So what happened was she didn't see him come up the first time that she was standing like unassisted and she turned around and here's this 75 pound German shepherd staring at her. She freaked out and just dropped on her butt <laughs> and just sat down. Like she was ter- like it's, it startled her yeah. So that every time the dog would like show up. And she was standing someplace, she just dropped to the she ground. She dropped to the floor. I
0: loved the reaction. It was so good. It was so so priceless. Because there was no tears, there was never any crying. It was just her reaction. She was, was just like, just What is out. this? <laughs> <laughs> what is this giant thing coming at me? Because just imagine how big the German a German shepherd must be to her. You know, she's Well
1: how, how much does she weigh? And
0: uh, she's I think she's around twenty pounds. So she's Okay, so the dog tiny. is
1: three times her. Body yeah. weight,
0: <laughs> big dog, small human, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like, wh- and then you said that she hasn't really interacted with. No, that might dogs. have been
0: that might have been the first time she really interacted with a dog. Like my brother Eric has a dog, but typically the dog because we've hung out in there mostly inside. The dog's just in another room most of the time when they have guests over because their house gets really crowded mm-hmm. with the dog out and about. So, yeah, I would say Monday was the first time she really interacted with a dog, and it was pretty hilarious, yeah, in my was. opinion.
1: I'm sorry about my German Shepherd. He, no, that's He's okay. very curious, but he loves kids. So, I mean, it was just yeah, like, he, he just great. wanted to play. <laughs> yeah, he was great.
0: And I'm just so surprised, like, your your dog, Mosby, he's 3 Mm-hmm. I'm just so surprised how good he is for a three-year-old dog. Like, I remember when my yellow lab was three, he was still, ver- he had, like, the energy of a puppy still, just all over the place, just ridiculous, crazy. And your dog, I thought Mosby was great.
1: Yeah, You have to remember, like, they walked him, like, four miles before everybody got to the oh, house. Oh, okay, so they warm out <laughs> real good. They warm him out real my good. Dog, my dog is, I have, like, this is, I have gone on a two-mile jog with my dog. Come home, played what we call two-ball fetch in the backyard for an hour. And then my sister will take him for an hour walk. And he still wants to play at the end of it. Ah. There is I have yet Lots to I've yet to find the point where he just lies down and doesn't want to do anything. Like I've we've done, we've done all day hikes. Mm-hmm. We're like we've hiked like twenty plus miles, and he's just like he's like let's go, let's keep on going, Still and going. never like like our neighbor used to have a shepherd. You know them. Um and I used to walk their dog all the time, and I. There were like you go a mile and a half with our dog and he'd be laying on the ground like, I'm not going anywhere. This is hot. Yeah, They're yeah. done. And my dog's just like, let's keep on going. Yeah. Come on, let's do this. Let's have fun. I mean, there was the one time he got away from my sister and I when we were we were doing we were running behind the church. Yeah. Behind the church uh, pathway and behind pathways and industrial parkway. Right. Like industrial park. And um, and it just goes right into fields. And just cornfields for like two miles. And Mosby saw a deer and got away from us. And he was like two.
2: Okay.
1: Fast forward like three hours. He's running. Like we're literally for three hours just chasing him in fields. <laughs> 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 and all and, and he thought it was the funnest game in the world. And I'm just like, dude, like I know where you are. I can see your beady little eyes in the dark. It's like Nine o'clock at night. Yeah. And it's it's Lydia, myself and Lydia's boyfriend, Mark. And we're just running around with flashlights just looking for him. Just trying to get him. And he's just like, he's just like, oh, you're chasing me. This is a game. Let's let's play. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Not to mention, it's a huge amount of space, and and a dog will outrun you every time oh, in yeah. that amount it's, of space.
1: I mean, it's what three square miles back there? Yeah. Of just woods and fields. And yeah. It's just the just game like, is uh, over
0: when Mosby decides it's over. Right. And, and that's the point of helplessness as a human when you're trying to catch your dog. It's like oh <laughs> he'll eventually listen.
1: <laughs> well, I think what what ended up happening was I got him on the I I, I got my flashlight on him. And he stopped. And then I got like within 10 feet and he just start bolting. Okay. So I would stop. And when he realized like the light stopped, he would stop. Yeah. And the one time, like, I mean, this went for like a good, like 10 minutes of just like, I'll stop for him to stop. And then I just said, I'm going to turn and go the opposite direction and see if he follows me. Yeah. And when he did that... I just turned around and tackled him. <laughs> I picked him up, and I put him in the back of my SUV, and I'm just like, we're going home. I am mad at you right now. That's hilarious <laughs> That's
0: hilarious that you did that, because I was just listening to a story, this old, like, fable type of story, talking about two warriors fighting each other, mm-hmm. and uh, they were, like, having a cavalry battle, and the strategy the guy used was to act like he was retreating And his opponent was chasing him down, but since he had a highly trained horse, he was able to stop the horse on a dime and spear him, and that's how he ended up winning the battle. It's funny you said that, because it's kind of like the same strategy. Um, But anyway, you know what's kind of interesting? Before we started recording, we were talking about your workplace, Mm -hmm. and I asked you if we could talk about this on the podcast, because I think it is just terrible, the situation that you are in. Now, for those of you who don't know, Josh and I both really enjoy coffee. I think that coffee is one of the most fantastic things on planet Earth. I really do. Out of all the things that grow in the world, I think coffee is a top tier. But Josh has a, a very specific way in which he's allowed to consume coffee at work that I think is, is really disappointing, and he just had to go through a big transition at work that I also think is disappointing. So you want to explain what's going on to our audience here, Josh, so that we can all kind of mourn with you here for a second. Because <laughs> This is really disappointing to me on, on your behalf. All
1: right. So I know it's been mentioned before, but I, I work for the government at the federal level. And one thing that a lot of people don't realize is as a federal employee, The government cannot provide coffee for you. So like a lot of workplaces have the office coffee machine and the office will buy coffee for for all their employees or they'll have like a water cooler and the the office will pay for that. We we can't do that. We're not allowed to use taxpayer money for coffee or for water or for any of those like things that a lot of offices take for granted. And um, so what happens is we we pay for our own. Um, so where I work for the, as long as I've worked there, they've provided the supervisors will all go buy a Keurig for their team. So each team has like a Keurig coffee maker and you can just, you bring in your own K cups and you just make your coffee. Okay. We have water fountains in the corridors. You just fill the Keurig off the water fountain and there you go. You have coffee. Um, and then we have like everybody, if you want to participate in it and you drink from the water cooler, you have to pay a monthly fee, which is the <clears throat> rental cost of the water cooler. Um, and it's not much. It's like $3 a person for yeah. the floor. Um, now that I think of it, that's a lot of money. <laughs> a lot of people on each floor. Yeah, they go anyway, through a lot of water. Though. Anyway, so, so recently, the safety team went through and decided that the coffee machines caused a... Safety hazard because they produce heat because they make coffee. Because <laughs> yes. you need heat to brew yeah, coffee. Exactly. What
0: about <laughs> the heat that uh, is caused in the light? There's a lot of heat and electricity.
1: <laughs> anyway, so they said that the, the reasoning, the reasons they gave were the heat and the coffee spills. Oh. Okay. And how they didn't want to pay for the carpets to get washed. But I've been in my office for a year. I don't think they've ever washed our carpets. So I don't know where they're getting that excuse from. I probably shouldn't be saying this on the podcast.
0: Well, we don't know which branch of the government you work for. That's true.
1: They can probably find out, though. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So they decided that because of those two reasons, we are no longer allowed to have coffee makers in our office area. So they said they have to be removed by a certain day or they will come and They will remove them for us and you don't get it back if they remove it for us. Yeah. So all the Keurigs are gone.
0: All the Keurigs are gone and you have to buy coffee. So we have to. So your alternatives are
1: the the alternatives are you could go down to the cafeteria and they have Folgers, Maxwell and Starbucks. Okay, Folgers and Maxwell is a dollar fifty per cup.
0: Is it K-cup or is it brewed coffee?
1: It's it's coffee concentrate. Okay. So think of like how soda machines work where they have like the syrup. Oh. They do it with coffee now. Oh, that's it's not, weird. That's not right. That's no. Not right. You need, it's you not need real drip coffee. coffee, man. It's not real coffee. Ugh. You need drip it coffee. It doesn't taste good and it has no caffeine in it. I, I, I fully believe that it's all decaf. $1.50 per cup. If you want the smallest Starbucks size that they serve, it's two dollars and five cents. The most expensive is, is that legit coffee
0: though. Is that drip? Yeah, that's coffee? drip coffee. Hmm, it's worth the extra fifty cents.
1: But it's so it's a it's a ten ounce cup. Where okay. for a dollar fifty you get sixteen ounces of the okay fake coffee. Okay. But if you want the twenty ounce cup, it is two eighty five. Jeez. Yes. And there are no free refills. It is just straight up. That's how much each cup is. That's crazy. So then your alternative is you can walk two blocks to a Dunkin' Donuts. I
0: was going to say, that's about how much a Dunkin' Donuts cup costs. Yeah.
1: So you can walk two blocks to Dunkin', but then you have to go through security. You come back into the building. Yeah. Or you can go next door to the hotel that has a, star, a li- like a Starbucks franchise in it. Mm-hmm. And even then, it's like, I think it's five cents more expensive than our cafeteria for the Starbucks coffee. Okay. But it's better coffee.
0: What about, so are you then allowed to bring your coffee into your workspace? Yes.
1: I know. So the whole coffee spill argument just goes out the window. Exactly. <laughs>
0: However, let's not, maybe we should delete that from this recording. We don't want them to find out because then you won't be allowed to bring coffee into the office now. <laughs> but it's either. just like,
1: it's one of those like, seriously, people like. Yeah, that's a huge bummer. That's a huge bummer. Granted, I found out like, before I started there. People used to have personal coffee makers at their own desk, so like you know, like those little five ounce coffee makers yeah. or stuff. Yeah, people would have just that there. Yeah, and they made them get rid of them.
0: Now I could see where that could potentially cause issues, like if you spilled coffee on your equipment and stuff right. like that while you're working. I could understand it's like, all right, we can't really be having this right. going on. So I could get that. But at the same time, the fact that you guys can't have coffee makers, you can't even have like a floor Keurig. That's so that's so disappointing. I understand where they're coming from Mm -hmm. and I respect that. But at the same time, as
1: expensive
0: as a a taxpayer, I'm okay with our government employees getting coffee. There are some things that taxpayer dollars are used for that. It's like, I'm not so okay with that. But if we're talking about employees getting coffee, I'd be cool with that.
1: But they see it as like a. A. A perk on the government. Right. A dollar. perk
0: on the government, an amenity. Yeah. I mean at least the nice thing is you have you have good health care. That's a good thing. <laughs> it's expensive. It's a, you know, but you have good health care. Right. So that's nice. Yeah, I uh, this week. <laughs> and just so that nobody misunderstands any of this, Josh likes his job. He, mm-hmm. he does like his job. Yes. And, and I think he's talked highly about it on yes. the podcast before. I don't like
1: the contractor that runs the cafeteria, but <laughs> 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 I do like my job. So uh, They they charge an arm and a leg. It's ridiculous.
2: Yeah, it is, is the food really the expensive to you?
1: Is like what is it? I think a bag of chips right now is a dollar fifty in the cafeteria. Like that it depends there though. It that seems, depends that it,
0: seems about what you'd pay at the supermarket.
1: For a snack bag of
0: Yeah, I think I like at the gas station and stuff, those are like a buck eighty
1: five. No, they're like a dollar twenty five. Are they really? Yeah. And then like um what is it? If you want a hot pretzel it's almost two dollars. Okay. Um, if you want if you want ice from the soda machine, it's fifteen cents.
0: <laughs> you gotta pay for ice. <laughs> you gotta pay you for
1: buy- your styrofoam cup. Okay. So if you get a soda, it, you pay a dollar twenty-five for the soda and then fifteen cents for the cup. Okay. If you want it just like a like a, a plate, they charge fifteen cents. Any anything that's not a fork, knife, or spoon is fifteen cents so they like,
0: provide the plastic where and just you need the, 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 the styrofoam
1: costs you money <laughs> like, and here's the other thing so like they have a condiment bar yeah for like burgers and stuff like that and they have lettuce tomato pickles and then i can't remember what else they have there you can get the condiment bar for free but if you go to the salad bar they do it by weight okay and it's 95 cents an ounce okay Okay, so like it's like, well, I can just go get the lettuce from there, the lettuce and tomato from the condiment bar, and then like the carrots from the salad bar. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's it's $3 idea. for a hot dog.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Hot um, dog, three bucks, that's ridiculous. Like yes. a quarter pound hot dog or, or no, just a small like a, hot dog? like a
1: small Frank's hot dog. Oh, man.
0: <laughs> that's brutal. You yeah. better pack your lunch then, I guess. That's I what they're encouraging you to do. I know. They're encouraging you to pack your lunch, save your money. Yes. Ah, but anyway, everyone, we should all feel bad for Josh. That's kind no, of a disa- we that's a disappointing thing. No, we should. Everyone knows that going through the workday, if you're a coffee drinker, going through the workday without a cup of coffee can can be tough.
1: It can be dangerous.
0: And then if you got to go down to the cafeteria and spend a lot of money on coffee, that can be disappointing. But it's better than no coffee. And so, anyway, what we wanted to to do before before getting into our main topic, we want to discuss. We actually wanted to do a quick snack review. Mm -hmm. Quick snack review. Today, we went to our local grocery store and picked up one of my favorite types of gummy snacks. However, this particular brand was a little different tasting than how I remember these. And so what we have here are gummy sharks. Anyone who's never had a gummy shark before, it looks exactly like a shark. It has a... Blue top on the dorsal fin side of the shark. And then on its bottom belly, it is white. And these are two different types of gelatinous whatever to
1: make a gummy. Actually, I think the bottom is actually wax. The
0: bottom, if it's
2: wax, that's weird.
1: Okay, here's the ingredients. It's corn syrup, sugar, gelatin, white grape juice from Concentrate, citric acid. Sorboleton, Artificial Flavor, Kamambu Wax, and then Artificial Colors, Blue 2 and Blue 1. Oh. So, th- this is grape flavored?
0: It, I could see that. I could see it's a little grape flavor in there.
1: Anyway, it's um, okay. It, they're blue on the top and white on the bottom. I don't like the white.
0: Yeah. Josh doesn't like the white side. He's been complaining about the white side basically all night. And he's, well, the blue he's part, really disappointed about it.
1: The blue part tastes really good. And the white part tastes like chalk.
0: So the white part, I feel like it's not really there to add flavor. It's there to add texture. It's there to give it it's like a, a
1: crap texture. It's, like,
0: it's there to give it a unique texture so that it's not just like having a grape flavored gummy bear. It's got to be different, man. This is This is a gummy shark specifically called Shark Attack. Shark Attack. From the local grocery store, <laughs> which we could name. I think we could name. This is from Giant Eagle. Eagle uh, from your local Giant Eagle. So if you are thinking about getting gummy sharks, this is a snack I actually recommend. These are great on road trips. Yep. Uh, I think they're really good on road trips. This is a good road trip snack if
1: you're and going on And with summer here, it kind of makes you think about the water. Yeah. And just going and hanging out over by the... Well, no, you can't hang out by our lake. They clo- <laughs> Did you hear they closed Edgewater park today no I didn't because they were supposed to have edgewater live but the number one we had the storms okay we talk about the weather too much but but the storms caused I think it was like 400 it was like it was like 4,000 or 40,000 gallons worth of sewage into the lake and it contaminated the parks like the beach at the park so you can't swim until they give us the all clear
0: That's nice. Yeah. That's nice that they're at least going to give us the all clear kind of scary. They have to. <laughs> but
1: I will say so like my the office that I work at is pretty close to Lake Erie. You have like two sets of doors. So you have the like the turnstile doors that you have like this little area between them and then like the actual doors that are building. Mm-hmm. And between that smelled like someone left like a, a raw catfish. Oh. and just that was that was the smell yesterday that's it was a terrible smell yes but that's what happens when we get rain on lake erie it's ah, disgusting yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway back to the snacks everybody sharks. here's what i'm gonna say about the snacks great road trip snack however pace yourself when you eat these it is very possible to get very excited about the flavor and the goodness and how fantastic they taste as you're eating gummy sharks But what happens when you eat gummy sharks and you just keep eating them and you eat, eat, eat them, just like anything that is gummy or gelatinous, it forms this really hard to digest material in your stomach. And it can cause a bellyache rather quick if you Mm -hmm. eat them.
1: I'm feeling it right now, actually.
0: Josh has eaten a handful of these. He's eaten quite a few of these. (laughs) And now I think he's beginning to feel the weight. I'm pretty sure this stuff, I don't know the science behind it but i'm pretty sure temporarily it turns into a solid brick within your stomach Like
1: <laughs> what it feels like you know you, surprisingly like you'd think gelatin would have more like f- digestive properties like easier to digest there's no fiber in these things it's just straight up sugar
0: <laughs> no no
1: i'm gonna have to go home and drink some metamucil or something <laughs> Yeah, I think you're gonna be fine though. Wait, it, it, you you said you had those Harborough gummy bears. Yeah, the sugar free ones. I might need no. those. Dang no, it. I don't have any. <laughs> I
0: don't have any sugar free Harry bow gum, gummy bears. But I was brought into the know by Josh about something about the sugar free Harry Bow gummy bears. Do you want to share with our no, audience what that share. is? We're not going to share it with you. You're you gonna can have to go find, look it up. <laughs> you're gonna have to find out on your own. However, I will give you a hint. They are um, going to help your digestive system. You can look it up. But we're going to move on into our main topic today. <laughs> Wait, we have a topic? <laughs> yeah, we have a main topic for today. Um, most of the times on the after Sunday discussion, we at least have one thing that we decided right. to talk about. Most of the things we we talk about, we, we really don't plan. And we just try to discuss and, and talk and, and have a conversation. And what we did want to talk about, what we, we said we wanted to share is with graduation season being here and a lot of people finishing up high school or college or a stage of life. I thought it would be fun for Josh and I to kind of talk about, in a fun way, our college experiences, because we both had two very different college experiences. I had, in one collegiate career, I went to two campuses of the same college, which were both very different from each other, so it was a fun journey. A lot has happened, so I figured we we would start by just kind of sharing our college experiences. Josh, you you had a little bit of post-secondary stuff, and then going to Cleveland State, and being a commuter student and yep. juggling a lot of work in, in the midst of that. So, Josh, why don't you begin to share with everybody, uh, your your how what college did you go to, first of all? And were you a commuter? Did you live on
1: campus? Well, you just gave what away the punchline. Like? Sorry. <laughs> no, Sorry. so I went to a school called Cleveland State University in Cleveland, Ohio. It's a state school, the state university. Um, it's in the middle of downtown Cleveland, very urban environment, and as, as most of the students who go to that school, I was a commuter. So lived at home and I would drive up to school three to five days a week. And, um, yeah, no, so college for me started in high school and I did, we have something here in Ohio called post-secondary option. Um, so for my senior year, I did half of my time at the high school I went to and then my other half, I went to a community college. And I took classes uh, part-time. And then the great thing about that is in the state of Ohio, it's free. If you can qualify for the program, it's free for you. They even cover your books and they cover like parking and stuff like that, depending on the school. Um, So I went and I took my intro to accounting classes there um, and got some (coughs) gen eds done. Um, So like when when I left high school, I had 48 semester hours under my belt. Which was nice. Yeah. Was very nice. And then took I went I, I went to community college for like another two semesters. Took a year off because I got a job working at an airport as security for TSA. <laughs> and uh no, I love that job. That job was great. It was it's a lot of fun and
0: some great stories. Some oh, great some stories, amazing from, stories from TSA.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, great stories. Um, but the problem with TSA is the airline very much sets the schedule, so you have to, like whatever their flight schedule is is pretty much where, how the shifts are made. Right. So <clears throat> I worked mornings, and my shift normally, depending on the six month intervals, because that's how they made the schedules. Um, my shift started between four a.m. and five a.m. And that's pretty much so you go to work and I worked part time. So it was a minimum of four hours. Sometimes you could work up to eight and then you get out and I would change in a bathroom at the airport, go to my car, drive to school, get there for like an 11 o'clock class. So like I, my shift would end around like eight nine o'clock, get there by my 11 o'clock class and I'd be there until 10 p.m. <laughs> Man, dude,
0: you are you are a warrior. Nah, that sucked. <laughs> Josh, Josh had a lot going on. He was a busy guy for yeah. for a long time. Still is a busy guy. Yes, you're good at filling up your schedule. You have yes. a knack for that.
1: I don't like it. <laughs> I need to figure out how to not be that good at it because it's. Yeah, no. So, so yeah, no. That was a whirlwind of. I mean, the year off kind of really helped, kind of like solidify like. You need to go to college. Yeah. Um, because part of it was I was working retail at the time, like at the beginning of the year. Right. And like I was I was watching the people around me. I was just like, I cannot do this for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, so it's kind of like, OK, I need to go to college. Well, if I'm going to go to college, I'd better find a job that pays for college. Well, pays my expenses while I'm in college. Right. And, uh, and yeah, no, I had, I had forgotten that I applied to TSA. like They <laughs> called me t- two and a half years after I applied oh. and they're like, Hey, you want a job? I was like, yeah, can I go to school? And they're like, yeah. And I was just like, okay. So, I mean, it was, it was nice cause I already knew I wanted to do accounting through post secondary. Yeah. And then just to jump right back into it and just like, I mean, I was in school total time, total time I was in college was three and a half years. Okay. And then I was done. Nice. So. Nice. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, very different experience from Cody.
0: Yeah, I had a little bit of a different journey. I was, uh, so after I finished high school, I went to Moody Bible Institute. That's where I ended up graduating from. But the school at the time had two campuses. It had a main campus, which was in Chicago. And it had an extension campus, which was also the location for the missionary aviation program in Spokane, Washington. Wait,
1: there's a missionary aviation program? Yeah. Why did I never hear about this?
0: I know that I've told you this before. No, you have never. You've never told me about this. I for sure have. No, you have not. Okay. Well, I guess I've never told Josh about this. Well, now you guys all know there's a missionary aviation school for Moody out in Spokane. And so there was also an extension campus for the biblical studies program. Now, I myself was majoring in pastoral ministry, but the first year for all majors at Moody is the same. Same curriculum, same stuff. So anyway, I was part of a program that basically was like, hey, you got to do one year out in Spokane. We have minimal housing in in Chicago. We're already full. You got to do one year in Spokane, then you can transfer to Chicago without having to reapply. So that's what I did. I moved out to Spokane, Washington, and this was probably this is one of the coolest college experiences somebody could possibly have. I, at first, it was kind of scary because there was no on-campus housing. There's no meal plan. And so immediately, it's like, okay, I've got to find a place to live. I've got to find an apartment or, or a place to live. Fortunately, a guy I had gone to high school with who had graduated the year before me did the same program and he kind of pointed me in the direction of some apartments and where people lived and where people hung out and stuff like that. So I was able to find a place. My parents were very helpful in that and was able to to be in a location. I I had two roommates, two roommates who ended up being very good friends and it was really fun. It was a really fun lifestyle living off campus but close to campus and and being kind of out in the world while studying the Bible and and all of this stuff was really cool. It was a really neat experience, and uh, did that for a year, made some really good friends. A lot of those friends transferred over to Chicago, after that first year and then we all went to chicago and the chicago campus was very different because it's like a traditional college campus you got the dorms you got the meal plan you got the campus life you've got all that so it went from like a very informal college experience to where we kind of created our own community and uh, to the more traditional college campus experience where you still create your own community, but it's, it's very much, it's a lot more programmed, you know, cause mm-hmm. you've got campus directors and things like that, who that's their job to, to make sure campus life is good. And, uh, it was a great experience. Uh, Moody Bible Institute in Chicago is one of the best places to study. Um, places to study the Bible in, in the country. And so I was fortunate enough to be able to do that, and I enjoyed my experience there. I met my wife there, which was really, really good. I'm thankful for that. And, and it was one of those times in life where I liked the fact that I got the opportunity to go away to school. I know a lot of people don't get that opportunity because it's more expensive. It's a more mm-hmm. expensive way to do school. But I will say that Moody has a great program in the fact that they uh, – pay every student's tuition It's part of their ministry. That's what they use their donations for. Uh, and then the responsibility of the student is to pay for your housing, your food, all those costs, all those uh, costs fall on the student. So it becomes very affordable. And so it was really b- great to be able to do that. And one thing that I can say from going away to school is I, I learned very quickly that, hey, you got to grow up and you got to do life. Like, Being in an apartment year one was like, hey, mom's not cooking anymore. Mom's not doing your laundry. She's not cleaning your place. When you get sick, you're on your own. And it's like, okay, this is how life is. And then I got to balance school on top of this. And then ministry and getting a job, things like that are all things you got to balance. And and it was good. It was a great experience. And I would say that college is one of those times where if you take the opportunity to learn how to do life, you, you can learn a whole lot through it. So, Josh, as a commuter, I would I would say that your life was different than most commuters, because I would say that you had a lot more responsibility on your plate than most kids who are going to college while living at home with mom and dad. Would you agree or disagree?
1: Agree. So, okay, so. Full time student I was doing 18 to 21 semester hours a semester, and I took I, I did every summer. So it was nonstop the entire time Um, at the my dad worked away from our house. And just like his job took him like he was gone. I know my first year was eight months. Uh, He was gone. And that I mean, that's throughout high school. I mean, that's just from my freshman year to even now. He's always had to live away like at least six hours away from us uh, because of his job. So it's just so like I had a sister in high school um, and just like having to drive her around to work and stuff like that and getting like kind of doing the dad thing, maintaining the house for my parents, like lawn work, something breaks, see if I can fix it before they have to call a contractor, plumber or whatever. I was working crazy hours I was also the ministry lead for youth for my entire high school for my entire college career so I had I had ministry going on and I was also doing children's ministry and I was doing a, a lot of other things and then like I mean it was just busy It was very <clears throat> busy <laughs> but I mean for a little bit I was working retail and TSA and going to school and had an internship while being the Youth lead. Mm. That was that was the summer of 2014. And you got school. a knack for
0: it, dude. You just know how to fill up that schedule. <laughs> oh
1: my goodness, that was. <laughs> I remember. So that summer, I had to take this. It was it was microeconomics. No. It was intermediate microeconomics. Oh my goodness. So the way it worked was it was an online class, okay. And I was, doing, I was doing an internship, working my job, doing youth, doing stuff at the house. I was taking two other classes on top of this. And the professor refused to do online exams. She refused to. Like, she, if, you, if there was an exam, you had to go to the school. She always scheduled them around, like, 5 o'clock in the afternoon. It she's like... So, so, for me, it was, I'd work my internship... No, I'd work my, my shift at the airport. i go st- straight to my internship. I'd work my internship for like eight hours. And then i go to class that night. Like, that's kind of how my schedule was that summer. Um, and to throw a 5 p.m. exam in, you're just like, dude, like, went to my internship coordinator. I'm like, I can't be here on this Friday because I have this exam. And I just remember the, the one, it, it was the last exam of the semester. And I... I was leaving. We were leaving for a vacation. That's what it was. We were leaving for vacation. vacation the next day. And I was just like, I need to get this done earlier. So I emailed the professor. She's like, yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Just come to my office. I'll give you the exam before everybody else. And then you can just go. I said, okay. Sit down for the exam. I'm like a quarter way through. And everybody's phones in the entire building just start going off. Like it was it was one of those things that's like, what in the world is going on? Like every phone is going off. And I'm trying to focus on this exam. <laughs> and you have people screaming, running up and down the hallways because LeBron James had announced that he was coming back to and for Cleveland, for the Cleveland sports fans that were in the building at the time, they were losing their minds because it was like the greatest. He's coming yeah. back. He's bringing back the championship. Like, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And
0: he, he sure did. He delivered on that promise.
1: But yes. No, that was my final for that exam. But I did uh, not do very well. <laughs> uh, so
0: distracted. LBJ came back. man. But those, I
1: did pass the class. So that's all I that's, care about. <laughs> that's all that
0: matters. That
2: all, yeah, that's no. all that matters. I, that, I
1: mean, man. college was fun. Being a commuter. I will say probably the campus life stuff isn't as big as a priority. Right. Like something I noticed about going to a commuter school was pretty much people came, they went to class, they left. Yeah. (laughs) That was it. Like, I mean, for a school of, I think right now it's sitting at 22,000 students, only 8,000 students live on campus. Yeah. Um, everybody. What? Well, it's a small Super portion. small portion. Yeah. Um, and because it's expensive, it's mm. really expensive, and I never understood the people who are from Cleveland, whose families live in Cleveland, and still dormed at Cleveland State. Huh. Yeah, because it was it added ten thousand dollars a year to your tuition. Oh yeah. And I just it didn't make sense to me, but right. at the same time, I mean if you didn't know how to parallel park, you were screwed. (laughs) Um, And it was, it it all depended on how much you wanted to get involved. Yeah. Because like, yeah, we had like Greek, like the Greek stuff, like fraternities, sororities, but they they didn't have houses. Okay. They weren't allowed to. Okay. So it was just kind of like, you could be part of a sorority, but it's just like, it's almost like a club. Right. And that's about it. Um, we had like there was a Bible study I got really involved in when I was there, and that was great because it got you involved in something. Right. Uh, when my sister went, she was part of the Presidential Student Ambassadors program, which you were there representing the school. Okay. Um, and it's it's one of the most prestigious organizations on campus, and she did okay. that her entire time at Cleveland State, and she, I mean, it was every week she was doing something. For with people from the organization and it, it was a great networking experience. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, there really wasn't much to do. I mean, most people didn't care about that whole right. college experience. It was I'm here. I'm here to get my degree. I'm going to go. Yeah,
0: and that's everybody kind of seemed to already have their own social life outside yes. of the school and wasn't really going to Cleveland State for that. Mm-hmm. And I think something too you mentioned having Greek at your uh, at, at Cleveland State sororities, fraternities. That's something we didn't have at Moody. Mm-hmm. We didn't have Greek life. And what ended up happening is, because I think there's always a craving on college campuses for that to some degree, having your identity in, in a group of people. I think people find that and do that naturally. It's just kind of a weird thing we do. And so that's kind of what dorm life became for mm-hmm. us, being students who who lived in dorms and basically everybody lived in dorms. There wasn't really an off campus option for most students. There was a few who could get permission to have off campus housing, but it was a small, small portion of students who were able to get off campus. You had to have like a a ton of credits done and we had five year music majors. So they were always the first ones to get it right. Cause they've already got a full degrees worth right. of credits. Um, but anyway, I, I saw that kind of happen at Moody in, in dorm life where dorms, then f- dorm floors would have their traditions and their uh, their mascots, their icons, the things they did, the silly things mm-hmm. we did. I was part of a dorm floor where tradition and the silly things we did were just deeply embedded in our identity. And it's interesting because now the building that I was in is getting torn down, so so it's one of those things where I see on Facebook, a bunch of guys who who are just kind of joking around be like, Oh, we should all stand out in front of, of dryer dorm and I'm dryer hall and you'd keep them from tearing the building down. <laughs> and it was, it's, it was an old, uh, converted nursing home converted into dormitories and is an old building needs, needs to go down. And I don't know what they're putting up there next. I, I think just better dorms, but, uh, Anyway, it is kind of interesting how people just naturally go to that. But you know, Josh, I think something having gone to a commuter school for you, I also think you were able to find an identity in a group, and that's kind of why you're at where you're at right now, as far as church goes, yeah. because because of the Bible study you found, mm-hmm. and maybe maybe you could share a little bit about how you found that group and how that was important to.
1: Oh, that was that was interesting. So, went to Cleveland State. Most of my Christian friends from high school had gone elsewhere. So, like, I, I, we had people like you went to Moody, we had people go to Indiana Wesleyan, we had people go to Geneva and Grove City, and just wherever. Like, they were just gone. Um, so it was it was weird because like going to Cleveland State, I didn't really know that many Christians. And my parents, when they were in Egypt, were really involved in Crew, mm-hmm. uh, Campus Crusade, and. Um, so started going to Crew, like the Bible study was at Crew, and I, I, it's a great organization. They do a lot of great stuff all over the world. I did not like their program at Cleveland State. It was it was weird because the 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 person who's ru- who runs Cleveland State at the time was also covering three other schools, and Cleveland State was kind of his like the smaller of the three. So that was very much, it was just like, it was a little neglected, in my opinion. Um, regardless, uh, so I was, I remember I was in a class, it was business communications. I was just talking to somebody and he, he asked me, what, what you do over the weekend? I just, oh, I went to church and he's like, oh, what church? And then we start talking churches and found out we went to the same youth group for a little bit when I was in high school. And we we connected that way, and his name's Drew, and he's a great guy. I love him to death, and um, which he just, his wife just found out she's pregnant, so congratulations to you guys. <laughs> um, your mom already told me. So, <laughs> but uh, so we were talking. It was like, I was just like, like hey, he was the one who asked me if if I had gone to crew, and I said, nah. He goes, try it out again. So we went and didn't really. I mean, we we spent maybe two months going it just wasn't for us okay and it was funny because so cleveland state has a student center where like most of this campus life stuff like takes place and is planned and that's where you have like your there's a commuters lounge you have your honors lounge well the honors lounge used to be there um but you also have like it's just it's a big building and that's also where, like the bookstore is and the main cafeterias um but on the second floor they normally have tables advertising the different groups and there was there's this there was this lady and she was sitting at this table and it's just said campus bible fellowship and i talked to her a little bit her name's mary and my first impression was just like this seems very
0: baptist very baptist, baptist very, man
1: very b- like i am come from a
0: baptist <laughs> church in my background man baptists know how to do it dude right I was, go hard.
1: Like, I was just go like, hard. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I want to get involved in this. And, uh, and Drew and I, we were just, we weren't getting it. We weren't getting fed it. I, I hate saying that, but like, we weren't taking that much away from the Bible study at crew. Okay. So we we're like, Hey, we've seen Mary. Let's, let's go check out her thing. Why not? And we go and they're meeting like so crew would always get like these big rooms for their Bible studies like first floor all glass walls like super nice rooms and um, because they they had the people to do it. Right. And uh and we we go to the CBF for our first time it's in like it's in the main classroom building in this tiny history classroom like yeah. probably fit like 12 people in it. Yeah. And this it, is like <laughs> the this is like the
0: beginning though, of all great stories, right? right. Like all right. great stories, all the best stories. They right. always have the group that began in like the small yeah. history
2: classroom. So with I, no with windows. <laughs> no, this had, this ah, had windows. We got windows, this, okay. No, we had windows, right. but it was this, like this, this. is a little bit better than most of the stories. this ugly, pale
1: green pane. <laughs> it was just old. I mean, that building probably needs to get tore down. But um, architecture of the 70s with like the little slits for windows it just, it's ugly um but we walk in and it was i'm trying to remember it was mary pastor bill who's the pa- one of the pastors at city view which is the church i go to
0: his daughter was on our his, other podcast yes. a couple weeks ago raking Coles, check guys it out check it out episode 19
1: <laughs> julia was there <laughs> julia's brother andy was there and there were like two other people but they had food and it was like a free meal. Like she had, she had made a casserole and like a side and you had pop and stuff. And we were like, okay, let's just check this out. And pastor bill, I can't tell you what he taught about, but we thought it was great. And, uh, and then they did, they shared prayer requests. And uh, I just remember the, the joke is Andy, Andy prayed because he lost his wallet on a public bus in Cleveland and he's praying to get it back. And, What we didn't realize was that he had lost it like three months before that. (laughs) (laughs) But like, it was just, it was a funny, actually funny story. He ended up getting it back with all of his stuff still in it. Wow. Which is, someone turned it in maybe like four months later to the RTA. Wow. Yeah. But anyway, so we're just like, okay, let's just keep on checking this out. And then it just kept on getting bigger and bigger. And it was, I mean... When I left Cleveland State, Drew was the president of CBF. I was the vice president. There you go. And we had 60, we had like 60 kids coming. That's great. Every week to Bible study. And it was just, it was a, it was a blast. It was That's awesome, ad- man. Yeah. They moved us into a lecture hall. And it was yeah. just like, it was, it was, it was cool, but food every week. And it was That's just, what gets <laughs> them coming. I know. So
0: you can always feed a college student. They're always slightly happier. Yes
1: always especially because it was like so the way Cleveland State does their scheduling is Tuesdays there's always a common hour so it's it's about an hour and a half where there's no class scheduled whatsoever yeah um, but it just allows every like it allows the cleaning crews to go through like pick the pick up classrooms mm-hmm. clean clean some of the classrooms and then it allows the students to just hang out yeah. like here's an hour and a half where <clears throat> you don't have to worry about rushing anywhere right. And that CBF always met at common hour. Okay. So like you knew Tuesdays, if you were on campus between 11 and 1230, you could go get free food. Okay. And there like, and people would hang out afterwards. That's awesome. And that's kind of how it always worked out. And I mean, for, for the time I was there, it worked. So Good. yeah, Good. that's how I got connected to city view. And that's, that's where I met Caleb. That's yeah. where, uh, met, met, uh, oh my gosh, was lots of people. Yeah. Lots of people, but it was good. It was good. Yeah,
0: so. that's awesome. Now, something that's interesting is I went to a Bible college. So as far as Bible studies go, you I mean, got that more was,
1: than your fair share. That was just class
0: day in and day out. Like, um, and I'm not saying that we didn't have Bible studies. We had groups and stuff together and, and things like that. But one of the one of the things about Bible college is that there's just a really weird subculture in Bible college. Bible college is weird. I could do like a whole podcast and make fun of Bible college for days. And it's hilarious and I love it. <clears throat> it's hilarious and I love it uh, because the the running joke is that, you know, Moody Bible Institute is also known as Moody Bridal Institute, right? So because there's this uh, there's this popular thing that happens that a lot of students either get married before they graduate or shortly after they graduate to someone that they met at Moody. And that's pretty common for, for Moody students. Isn't uh, it
1: the joke for, isn't the joke for, about women who go to Bible colleges to get their MRS degree?
0: Yeah, I've heard that. And you know what? To be honest, I, I just kind of want to debunk that a little bit because at Moody. All of the girls who were going there, at least the ones that I met and I talked to, were all going there for very legitimate and very serious reasons. They had a ministry that they wanted to do, an education that they wanted to get, and and that was their focus. A lot of them just so happened to meet a nice gentleman along the way who uh, would end up becoming their husband. That's kind of how it worked out. They were not going to school to get their MRS degree. Maybe there was some who were going just to get married and, and meet a nice guy who was going to go on and be a pastor or a missionary someday. But um one funny thing that was was hilarious is we always referred to the first week of, of um of school as, as open season, because you could see it, right? You could look out, we had this, uh, this, student, the student area, the student cafe called Joe's, which looked over the entire central plaza of campus, and you could look out in like the first week or two of school, of a brand new school year, and it was like open season, man, like freshmen everywhere, and it was always like a group of guys and a group of girls, and, and all the girls were like giggling, and all the guys were like trying to show off doing stupid stuff, and it was really fun. Cause once you realize like this was a phenomenon that happens at Moody, it was just like pure entertainment for the first couple weeks of school. You would just go up into Joe's and you'd look down and you'd just be able to to tease on all these people who are like, yeah, you never know. That could be that could be how that person meets their spouse. And that's kind of like a funny subculture thing of Bible college, is that there's just so many silly things that that we do. Um, I can't think of too many off the top of my head right now, but that's one thing that comes to mind. But I can say that I'm I'm really thankful I got a chance to go to a Christian college. You know, I know that when you go to a Christian college, you go to a uh, a college that's influenced by faith and influenced by the Bible, you're going to get a I think in general, a more um fair teaching from your teachers. I, I think in my opinion, people who teach from a Christian perspective—this is my opinion. This is my opinion, totally my opinion. People who teach from a Christian perspective on the topics of science and things like that, I think go through it very critically because most of the times Christians are on the defensive trying to defend their position of faith that God does exist and that the you know God did create the universe— and so then you have to really examine the other side and be able to understand the other side. Whereas at most Christian, at most like secular liberal universities, it's just like God's not real deal with it, okay? Just get over it. You know, the, those church fantasies that you had, this, they're nice, but it's not true. And that's it. And don't talk about it in my class. You know, like like that's just kind of, that's the, the lay of the land in in uh, liberal universities, because professors don't want to talk about it, they're they're beyond that. It's like I've already debunked this in my own head. I don't want to deal with arguing with students every single week of my life. So they've moved on from it, and and that's one thing that I can say has been valuable. And, and thinking about like college and memories and stuff like that, I think college is like a great time to really focus on developing who you are i think you develop a lot of good social skills in college regardless of your situation whether you're a commuter or you're on campus you begin to develop different social skills because there is that sense of like you are you're now independent you're really on your own and you're figuring this out on your own mom and dad aren't telling you to go to school every day they don't even they don't even know your schedule most of the times and they're not on your back about a bunch of stuff and in a time to really become who you are and take responsibility for that and I know that while I was in college while I was studying I that's what I had to do and for that I'm really thankful and I loved my time and experience and then especially after I met my wife it got really really fun and so uh, you know it was a good time in life and just kind of wanted to sit here and reminisce for a little bit because people are going to be thinking about it maybe people thinking their own college stories so if you've got A story from college that you would like for us to share on the next After Sunday discussion. Maybe it's hilarious. Maybe it's sad. Maybe it's all of the above. Go ahead and send us some information. You can find us on Facebook, E43 Collective. Uh, Send us a contact form, E43Collective.com, and and we'd love to hear from you. But, um, yeah, that's kind of our discussion for today. Any closing random thoughts before we leave, Josh?
1: Oh... You, you were mentioning, like, stories, and I'm just thinking of just the funny stories that we used to, from, from my time at Cleveland State. It's just, like, it's funny, because, like, when you're in high school, like, you're, you're just like, I just need to get to college. Just need to get there. I just need to get to college. And yeah. then you get to college and like the only thing you're thinking about is like I need to get a job after this. Like yeah. <laughs> And then you get the job and you're like, Man, I wish I was back in yeah. college. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but here's also the other
0: thing too. Like there's there's a different there's a different tone in when you're in high school, you're like, Oh man, I just I need to get to college. I can't wait to get right. to college. But when you're in college, you're like, Oh man, I need to get a job. But there's more of a sense of worry behind it. Like I gotta get a job. I gotta figure this out. I gotta pay these student loans. Is, is, is it actually gonna happen? Like, it's really easy to get into college. It's not as easy to get a job.
1: Well, it's it's, it's just funny because it's like it. Like, I think you're. It's that last year of college where like the worry can really pile up because you're you're hearing about people who are like already getting jobs.
0: Oh yeah. And then you're just like. And then you know your friend who's finished college who still doesn't have a job. Exactly,
1: and you're like, snap! Like, what's gonna happen? And then and it and, and it's just it's just funny cuz like the other thing too is like you, you hear from your professors like this is how the how the career goes in this industry whatever you're mm-hmm. studying and then you a lot of times i'm finding that most people are not finding it that way cuz yeah. the world has changed a lot yeah <laughs> and it's it, it's it's one of those funny things where it's like i think most of the stuff i've learned i learned in college that I didn't think I was going to use I use all the time. Okay. And a lot of stuff that I thought I would use all the time, I don't use often. Okay. Which is weird. Yeah. Because it's just like okay. Like this is this is apparently how life is, but Yeah. apparently that's how it works. And yeah. it's just funny. It's Yeah.
0: <sighs> yeah. Well, I mean for me, I don't really have any more stories about college I'm going to share. I have something totally random. I'm going to close with, but if you have anything else related to the topic, uh, go oh ahead yeah, I'm gonna
1: I'm going to talk about, so you made the comment about how, like, your professors seemed very fair when they taught about science and stuff like that. And yeah. Like, <laughs> so Cleveland, Cleveland, what people don't realize is Cleveland's Museum of Natural History is a big, like, huge researcher in evolutionary theory. Okay. I didn't realize it's like one of the world's most renowned research institutes for evolution. Oh, and way to go, Cleveland. (sighs) (laughs) Anyway, so so I remember it was a humanities class and I'm sitting in this class and I'm listening to this professor pontificate about anthropology. And in his class, it was weird because there was no assigned textbook it was just you had to take him for his word there's no cross there was no textbook to cross reference um, and like he always like he would always make the statement like i'm going we're going to look at both sides but it was very very obvious like he was very biased towards one side more than the other because like when he talked about like the whole like creationism ideas or like things that like the way that the church would define things such as like gender, like you have your roles, you have your, like the things that like, it was always just like, this is archaic. This is something you shouldn't think about. And I, I remember it was me and a friend named Caitlin and we would sit next to each other. And we were both, we were like, I think we were the only two Christians in that class. It was weird, um, but he knew that we were Christians. Caitlin would get riled up every class like it was it was hilarious because he knew exactly what things to say to just get her to, like to the point where she's like yelling at him from the from her seat, and it was just like it, it was just one of those things where it's just like don't Caitlin he's he's just he's he's doing this on purpose you know he's doing this on, and we we'd sit there <laughs> and she's just like I'm gonna say something I'm gonna say something I'm going to say something and it was almost like, on cue like 32 minutes into the lecture she's just like I don't agree with that whatsoever (laughs) yeah but it was just I mean and and it was very much like well you might not agree with it but that's how it is yeah and and that's something that I will say like when you go to a school when you go to college as a Christian you like if it's not a Christian school you gotta you gotta make sure that you know your stuff because like you're going to have everything that you believe in questioned and you're going to have it tested. It's just kind of like you need like you need to know that going into it because you can't just take everything worth the grain of salt. Yeah. And you do. You have to you have to research
0: and come up with your own conclusions Mm -hmm. as well. Take what you're learning in in school or take what you have learned in school for people who are who are out or didn't go to school and channel that into researching and coming up with conclusions, finding answers, looking Mm -hmm. in all places. Because here's the reality. We have history books that are full of history. However, there's the reality, these are recorded histories, and there's a good chance that you could look at a history book and be like, is that really how it happened? I mean, that's just true about anything that's right. in recorded history. And you can look at the Bible and look at it in the same way. It's it's a reality. You can look at science and look at it in the same way. There's always reasons for doubt in, in everything, because... It's all recorded and put down by man who is is flawed and mm-hmm. there could have been a mistake or, or bad research or bad yeah. information and that can happen and so that's why I always, I'm always scared of people who don't want to be cross-referenced or don't want to be challenged mm-hmm. um, and engage in critical conversation yes. because that just means that they don't really want to be challenged, they just want to be approved in their own view, which is... Is no good. It's not good mm-hmm. for colleges. It's not good for people. It's not good for society. Yeah.
1: But I mean, it, like, final final thought is, I, I mean, if you're in college right now, or if you're in high school or middle school or grad school, enjoy it, because <laughs> I mean, it's it's something that you like. It's very easy to take for granted in the moment, but then when you're when you're done with it, you're you, it kind of like becomes a man that was that was fun or it was yeah. it was that i i did not emb- i did not enjoy it as much as i probably should have because mm-hmm. when you get into the workforce it's the same thing every day yeah you miss college <laughs> yeah yeah
0: it's true so, and i mean you, the social environment's much different mm-hmm. and uh, it's you know I, i'm not trying to offend my workplace or anything it's just not as fun
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: that's just true
1: And there's more coffee. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, I'm just going to throw this out here. Here's a total random thing. This is a random thing just kind of to peek into the life of Cody for a second. And then, Josh, if you think of something where people can peek into the life of Josh and you want to throw it out there. So I'm super excited. I already alluded to this. I told you about this earlier youth group tonight that I'm really excited because this summer I'm going to spend some free time when I have free time playing video game. Uh, First, I just want to say. Uh, I had a friend at work who gave me their old gaming PC. So, Jim, if you listen to this episode of the After Sunday discussion, thank you. I'm very thankful for that because I get the opportunity this summer to be able to play a game called Total War Three Kingdoms. And I'm just super-duper excited about this because, first of all, the Total War games are just phenomenal. They're, they're fantastic. They're like these strategy games that always take place in a period of time in history and you just you're just in the mess of it right when society and culture is at its messiest and there's a bunch of different armies and a bunch of different things going on and everyone wants to be emperor everyone wants to rule the world you're just thrown right into the middle of it and what better way to experience that than through a computer simulation terrible to experience in real life but in a computer game perfect (laughs) so so so, uh, I'm, i'm excited about this one because it's based off of um an old chinese story called the romance of the three three kingdoms which is a fascinating uh piece of legend in in chinese history that i was uh, drawn to as a young kid because i played these video games called dynasty warriors played these video games with a close friend of mine a friend that josh knows as well his name's austin uh, a good friend and and we played these dynasty warriors games together growing up and basically you pick this one warrior and you just go through and you just like beat up massive armies of like thousands of soldiers it's super simple and easy game but there's was nothing more satisfying as a kid than having a guy with like a giant axe and just just destroying on the battlefield but anyway now they have this strategy game based on this same time period which is actually historical uh the book itself is historical fiction but uh it's neat because it's an opportunity to, to play this game in like a more uh, adult and strategic fashion. And I'm excited because I think Austin and I are going to try and do like an online campaign together. I texted him about it and we'll see if we can get it up and running. But uh, I'm, I'm curious to see who is going to be the emperor of Three Kingdoms China. Uh, at the at the end of this journey, and I'm, I'm, I'm interested to, to
1: see how long this is going to take you guys.
0: I imagine it if it if we stick to it. I imagine it taking months, just because neither one of us have that much free time. <laughs> and and I think a campaign could take up to like like twelve to fifteen hours. I think. Oh uh, but anyway, Josh, if you would like to join in on the on the action,
1: oh yes, when I get my PC up. I won't join in. It would
0: be fun. It would be fun. So anyway, Josh, any random things going on in the life of Josh that you would like everyone to know before we leave? I don't know. Why don't you tell everybody about the fantastic movies that you've been introduced to?
1: (laughs) Oh, the John Wick movies? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So Cody let me borrow his, two co- his copy of John Wick and John Wick 2. And oh my goodness, how have I never seen these movies before? I am like flabbergasted. because yeah. It's funny because Cody's favorite movie is the first one. I really like the second one. I like the world building the second one creates. And you went and saw the third one, right? I did. Oh my goodness, I'm so jealous. I need to go see that. yeah
0: And the thing about John Wick is I kind of view myself as somebody who is is somewhat of a film critic uh, in John Wick in in a lot of ways. Things that aren't great about films. There's a lot of elements of that in John Wick. But because the action is so cool, and the world itself is so fascinating and just weird, I throw all my criticisms (laughs) out the window. I don't know how I'm really able to do that with John Wick, but with John Wick I am. Like All the things that I would typically critique in a movie, it's it's like... (laughs) Doesn't matter. the the, act, the action is incredible. the The one thing I will say is that doesn't matter. Doesn't matter uh, how you want to critique the film. The cinematography and how they shoot the action scenes is second to none in mm-hmm. the business. It's very, very good.
1: I love the fact that it's Keanu Reeves. Yeah, I mean, he's doing his own stunts for the most part, yeah. and it's just it's just really cool. And oh my goodness, I am. What they did to that Mustang! I, in that second movie, I was so mad. Yeah. Because I was just was like, okay, he, he, avenged, he avenged the dog. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to get the car back. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> it was a gorgeous car. Like, that's the other thing is like, everything is like, I don't know. It's just, it's so over the top. It yeah. really is. Over it's the it's top.
0: over the top. And anyone who hasn't seen John Wick out there, it's, it's a rated R film. But for the most part, I I would say like it, it's it's rated R. It's it's very bloody. It's mm-hmm. it's gory. Extremely bloody. <laughs> and and those are things that are elements of it. But in, in, for the most part, I mean, I don't think there's any like nudity or anything in them. Uh, I don't think any actually that I know of. But what I will say is, it is choreographed action at its best in movies. Um, well, it's
1: also really cool because like Keanu Reeves is an actual three gun shooter. Yeah. So like yeah. for him like this is like if you watch the training videos of him training for the John Wick movies yeah. it's just like this is I mean he's just being him which is crazy yeah. but um there's a couple things in the movie that's just like like I like they're really small things that I love like so in the second movie there's a deaf character mm-hmm. so there's sign language being spoken which I thought was really really cool mm-hmm. Um in the also in the second movie, there's a dog with no name, which I thought was hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> dog. Does he have a name? No. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like it's weird because like the first movie kind of like it was is very much just an action movie. Yeah. With like this like basic premise. Yeah. And like world kind of like just there. Like this mm-hmm. is kind of like the, the framework of it. And then the second movie, they're just like. OK, let's take this off framework and let's like open the door a little bit, mm-hmm. show you a little bit more. And then you saw the third movie. Do they open it more and kind of like expand on the world? In I, the
0: I mean, the world in the third one is, is then you see a whole new side of it. You basically in the third one, without any spoilers, you see the world of John Wick that they've talked about in okay. movies one and two. OK. And you see it up in full speed in three. Okay. So, it's, it's good. I would say yeah. three out of all of them is probably the, as far as narrative goes, probably the weakest entry narrative-wise. Okay. Action-wise, it's got the best choreography, the best scenes. Some of them, I think, some of the action scenes are a bit long, mm-hmm. uh, but man, it's impressive. I mean, it's impressive because you know this is all real-time action. Like, this isn't... Like slow yeah. mode or CGI or anything like that. This well, is all well, choreographed real time action, which is super impressive.
1: Well, that that one that one last action scene was it the last act. It was the scene in two. This is a, I don't know if this would be a spoiler. It's probably a spoiler. Where he's in a museum, and he only has like the seven round pistol. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. and it's like he runs out of bullets on the nineteen eleven, and then he just <laughs> like it's it just it almost it almost seemed like it was like a one shot mm-hmm. like scene but it was just really funny to watch because he's just like it's like ah holsters it and then takes a gun off the floor that, from somebody he killed and then it's just him just like using up all the bullets in one gun and then just grabbing the other gun from the other like it was just it's like this beautifully choreographed thing yeah. um but it I mean it was yeah those movies are so. They're funny. Yeah, they're, you, they're great. You go.
0: You watch. Here's the thing. If you haven't seen John Wick, this is your. This is the frame of mind you have to have. You're watching John Wick for the choreography. Yeah. You're not necessarily watching it for the acting and story. The story and acting are are definitely passable, mm-hmm. but it's not the strongest part. The strongest right. part of those films is, is the choreography yeah. and and the cinematography. Yeah. Lots of, lots of really cool things that they do with long shots um they don't really have in john wick i don't think they have like a a wonder in any of them that i can think of but there's a lot of really cool. there's a lot of really long shots mm-hmm. like i love like there's a lot of action scenes where the cameraman is is following yeah. the actor and and it's you know that it's totally planned because the camera turns right at the perfect right. time when the the actor's uh, point of view is going to change. It's it's just it's so well done. You mm-hmm. know that there's so much work that goes into it. Yeah, and
1: I will say, like, I know a lot of like my so my sister watched the first one with me. Yeah, and she came in a little late. Okay. Okay, so she came in. It was right after like the 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 action that pretty much like started the whole murder rampage. Okay. Okay, which. Spoiler alert! Mobsters kill John Wick's dog, and he just goes on oh. a murder rampage. I think that's
0: like in the trailer, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> so, so, um, so she shows up when they're disposing of the hit crew, like the hitmen who were, who the the mobster's dad sends to kill John Wick at his house. So she shows up when the cleaning crew is there. Okay, she's like, "Why, why do you kill all these people?" So it's like they killed his puppy. And she's just like, what? I need to see what he does.
2: Yeah.
0: And, and I love, I love just like, like in the first one, we we really probably have to wrap this up. But when the one guy finds out that those dudes stole John Wick's car and he's and just she, like, get out of here. Get out of here.
1: No, it's, <laughs> it, no, it's when the mobs, when the guy's dad, the the mob boss calls John Wick. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> And he's just like, they killed my dog. And other, like that, that realization of like, oh. And then he just hangs up the phone because he's just like, he's just like, put a bounty on his head because he's coming after all of us. Yeah. <laughs> I love
0: the scene, too. I actually think probably one of the best scenes in the movie is like the unleashing of John Wick, the, the whole the Baba Yaga scene mm-hmm. when he's pulling out yep. basically all the stuff hidden in his house. I'm like, okay, this is... That's when the movie for me. I was like, okay, this movie's about to get awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it did not disappoint. No, it did not disappoint.
1: Um, but no, like it's just like if you like like the whole like secret world of assassins kind of yeah trope. Like I mean, they have their own like they have rules. They have a hotel. They have yeah. like these these gorgeous gold coins. Yeah, and it's just like it's a cool. Franchise to just follow And yeah. I'm really happy Because Keanu Reeves Is just like We'll make as many As people want Yes yeah, right? As many as people want
0: <laughs> And and I think as, as long as they remain Fun to watch right. And under you know, people go to them understanding like, hey, you're going to see like a fun action movie, like that is going to be top notch, high quality. And, and the thing that's really neat about it is there's something more impressive about it than like a Fast and Furious film, you know. Whereas the Fast and Furious movies, they've kind of got their own trope mm-hmm. where it's all about a lot of big explosions and CGI action, and not that that stuff isn't difficult to pull off, but I think what you see in John Wick is like some of the best action. Actors at the top of their game uh,
1: Something I Appreciate about the movies though is that It's not like oh he gets Blown up like like John Wick gets hurt in this scene and then he's Fine the next scene like oh, yeah there's something I, him through Yeah the movies. that's something yeah. that Like I actually really appreciate about The like the continuity where it's yeah. like Oh no he's like he's Bleeding because his stitches are just popped Off and yeah. those stitches are from the last movie Like right? <laughs> yeah Yes
0: yeah very well done uh, anyway, I think that's all I've got to talk about. And guys, thank you so much for listening to episode twelve here of the After Sunday discussion. We're gonna try and get more of these out. I think in the near future, we should have a little bit more time to to record. Um, these things and make sure that we're not missing weeks. I know we're trying to do these every other Sunday, and then we went and missed a whole month. So I apologize for that, but I want to thank you all for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please be sure to check out e43collective.com to find out more of what we're doing over there. Uh, and be sure to look at E43 Collective on Facebook. We can You can subscribe to the After Sunday discussion on iTunes. Spotify, Google Play. If you leave us a review on iTunes, that's really helpful. It helps increase the, the the podcast popularity so that more people can find it in the Apple Store. And that would help us a lot, spread the word. Or if you want to share on social media or anything like that, that would be greatly appreciated. Thank you all for listening. And as always, we're saying have a fantastic week and a blessed day. Bye-bye. <laughs>